Pleasure to welcome you to another edition of the Race Hour podcast. Joining me in the studio this week, Dermot Nolan is here as normal. How are you, Dean? I'm very well. Good to have you with us. Uh, well, you're always with us, in fairness, Dermot. Whether you're in, in the county or uh, or in the studios here. And, uh, oh, Dave McGurin is back. It's nice to be back, Dean. Oh, Obviously, nobody available. <laughs> no, it, it, you know, A1 Choice was available and he's here. McGurin exactly. is back. Exactly. Um, we've got a nice edition of the race hour this week. We will be joined by Paddy Mullins a little bit later on, um, and he'll crack through some of the Willie Mullins contenders, some that he sat on, some that he hasn't, and some that he hopefully will be riding at the Cheltenham Festival. So I'm looking forward to that. But um, you're all used to the format now. We do talk about some of the horses that have run since we've last been on air. And uh, let's kick off with the Gold Cup hopeful. He is 11, which I think is one of the key points about this horse. Q card. Yeah, Dean, this, it's a funny race, the Ascot Chase. I mean, Sylvie Van Conti came out in the last year and was uh, was brilliant as well, nearly the exact same devastating win. It's just one of those races that, that there seems to only ever be one kind of class act in it. I mean, what did he beat? Royal Regatta. Um, Shantou Flyer. Yeah. I mean, off a rate in the 170, if he's not winning that easily, and that was just, it, everything ran to suit him, he came, won it easily off a slow time, and all that tells you is his well-being. Yeah. And he goes into the Gold Cup, you know, off nearly top rated, or he is top rated now. Yeah. And he goes into the Gold Cup, and you know he's well. That's all it tells you. He's 11, though, and the last 11 year old to win the Gold Cup was in 1950. So, like, um, he's a horse. The 60s, I think. I was looking at it today. There was a 12 year old one in the 60s. Um, yeah, it's a massive ask. But, I mean, he's been visually impressive a couple of times this season. He was beaten in the King George. But whether he's visually impressive winning races that other horses can't handle, and whether that shows him in the same light that we would have seen him going into the Gold Cup last year. I'm not sure. I don't think so either. Um, look, he's an amazing horse. The amount of years this horse has stayed around, stayed sound, especially now with horses falling out of this division, left, right and centre. He's a joy to behold. Um, he has to be held in his own light. But uh, I just have an awful feeling. Last year, I still think he would have been gasping for air coming up that um, that straight and the hill. Um, so I just couldn't have him this year. But uh, look, all power to him. Um, he's the one horse in the field you definitely could not begrudge winning a gold cup but That's at uh, 11 years old uh, I definitely will be well, swinging I, I think if Paddy Brennan hadn't taken on Tisselcrack in the King George he'd be comfortable winner of the King George and he'd be coming into this race now probably deserve favourite do you think he would have beat Thistlecrack with a different ride no he wouldn't have beat Thistlecrack but had he not taken him on yeah. I think that cost him I mean that you know it cost him in the race uh, the only way to beat Thistlecrack was take him on I think that with Paddy Brennan tried to take him on early and I think that that nearly broke cue card so I'd imagine he would have won the race a lot more comfortably had Thistlecrack not been in the race and had he run his own race I mean we haven't even mentioned the, th- the fact that Thistlecrack is now out of the Gold Cup on this podcast of course but we're going to talk about some of the big races at Cheltenham a little bit later on so yeah I'll cry just yet yeah hold your horses on that um, we'll let you have your moment of misery in a little while uh, Johnny Moore is back with Rebecca Curtis let's talk about Big Bad John and, and Jonathan Moore getting back Uh Horrible for Flintham. I thought he deserved. He was brilliant all the way around and just caught in the line. Uh, really lovable horse and you know himself, Cunny Gree and Carruthers. They they really are three fantastic brothers. Like they're just outstanding. Um, a race I wouldn't be taking Big Bad John with me into the uh, four mile or any race at Cheltenham. Really, uh, look, he's a good horse. I think you he's have to have the fact he changed his legs so many times in that race. Yeah. Yeah. He hated the ground. He still managed to win. Um, I just think on better ground. He'd have to consider him a player in the four-miler, yeah, and even Flinton. That was as far the second run since Cheltenham. 
uh, last year. This is a bad injury, yeah. And, you know, there's room there, there's scope for improvement there. And again, I would imagine that the, I would rather see him in the RSA than the four miler. And the Bradstocks are, they're fantastic at getting a horse back, aren't they? They're absolutely outstanding. Um, but look uh, fantastic to see Johnny Moore I think that was the big point of the day um, Johnny Moore was having whatever personal problems he was having it was great to see how well handled that was uh, Rebecca Curtis never said a word nobody ever said a word about it it was handled brilliantly and Rebecca Curtis and Janet Moore they can hold their heads up high let's kick on to uh, Yanwith who ran in a race that wouldn't have been run to suit uh, probably the wrong track for him um, I'd imagine he wasn't 100% because he'd missed his previous engagement um, he still won yeah I think uh, Alan King made no no secret of the fact that the horse had an interrupted preparation probably 85-90% ready I mean that's twice he's, he's run at tracks that are for speedier types you know Captain and Wincanton he's won both times looked looked to be struggling to win and, and to get on top but I think they've both been at decent times and I think he it's not, it's not a horse I liked earlier in the season but I think you, the style of running you could underrate this horse a lot and I think now at Cheltenham he's going to be a lot better on a st- staying track like that and with cheek pieces working I, I presume they'll leave them on Yeah, I, th- I think he becomes a serious player now probably I, I, I'd say Barry Gardy will be torn between him and Bouvier there to, to, in the champion hurdle now I wonder if he will be torn because Bouvier there that supreme bit of form if I was the pilot, and I'm not, I've never really ridden a horse to save my life, but um, I'd probably sit on Bouvardet. Yeah, he's probably, yeah, he's sat in Yammer twice now, has he? Um, three times even. But um, Yeah, all this season anyway. Yeah, and it's it's a funny choice he has, because uh, they're, they're kind of chalk and cheese, the two of them, aren't they? You've won that kind of travels really well I just I can't get out of my head Dean the image of Yanmar being dropped at the bottom of the hill and staying on with the new one style for third um, it's an image I can't shift from my head at all I just think he he doesn't it's well and good staying um, and I think he'll do that all day he'll fly up the hill I've absolutely no fear about that it's the year any one of these could fall into the champion hurdle but I just don't think he's anywhere quick enough I think the likes of Petit Mouchoir will set this up for uh, once you'll have to stay I think you'll have to have a bit of speed to catch Petit Mouchoir and I just can't have Yanworth whatsoever I think, his, I think his jumper was okay the last day it was no one uh, a faster track uh, uh, or a faster pace like Cheltenham and uh, more stamina coming into play I don't see how you can rule him out I really I just don't think his form is awful and he's falling <laughs> in against him I take the track no problem but he was off the bridle a long way with with my ten to yours on, and the new one, on. and he's staying on and staying on and staying on. But that's to me, that's a world hurdle horse, as a stayers horse. That that for me, that's not a champion hurdle horse. Arguably, if you're giving Booba there such a good shout, should we not have Tombstone in this race as well? Well, we're going to come on to Can, to, but to that animal. I think you know I'm getting tired now of, of hearing. Yeah. I'm getting tired now of hearing my own voice generally, but <laughs> I'm definitely getting tired of hearing <laughs> it say Jan was to the wrong race. Um, yeah, it's yeah. I don't know what to say about that. Let's I think move we're on. We're all tired with that one. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a broken individual. I think he goes to Chapmanella with a live chance. If he wins, I'll never come back uh, from that. I don't think Tombstone um, got the better of Jetski this time round, and I'm not sure Jess Carrington was that upset with defeat because heavy ground. So you know, he's never really fired on it. Um, what did you make of Tombstone, Tombstone and Jetski? Uh, Tombstone's grand. He's a fine horse. For me, all he did was boost that. Supreme form. Um, certainly did. 
and Jeski, you could say he bounced. I actually think he ran to this, the exact same level as he did the race before. He just wasn't getting weight this time. Um, he's retained. Tombstone was a lot more aggressive. Uh, a lot more aggressive. And Brian Cooper said after the race, that's what he wanted yeah. to do. He wanted to force it. Um, and I just think with Jeski, uh, he probably lacks that real killer speed now for over two miles anymore. And if it was my horse, I and you wanted to go to Shelham, I'd have him in the uh, in the stairs. That run definitely kind of points that way, doesn't it, Dave? It does, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he was taking off his feet. I don't think the bounce really came into it because it was, what, about 28 days between yeah. races and it shouldn't have really been a factor. Yeah. But uh, it was just very disappointing, really disappointing. I mean, even in the stairs, I don't know if he'd be good enough, but I, I don't see him as a champion hurdle horse now. I still he just strikes me as a solid, kind of, for yeah. some reason. He, yeah, maybe. He just strikes me as that. Maybe. I still think we'll see a much better jet ski than that on, oh, yeah. on, at Cheltenham on, on better ground, which is very likely to happen for jet ski. So, um, Tombstone's gone and blown any chance of running any handicap, so I wonder what they'll do with that one. Uh, another one from the same yard, Sutton Blaze. I love this horse. Absolutely love him. Not going to Cheltenham. Not going to Cheltenham, which I think is the right call. His future is over fences. Um, Gordon has priors with this as well. He tends to mind his better ones. He tried to do it. Prince of Scars this year that horse just hasn't uh, amounted to the same amount they can mind that one forever I think. they can mind that horse forever yeah um, but there's something about certain place he's a big baby you can see in the way he runs and the second he's asked a question he goes and does it um, you can only love horses like that and uh I think Sutton Place, whilst his form, it, you know, it's not all that, but he's still beating the likes. I think that's of, just, I of that Super was Sunday. Very, very solid form with Super Sunday and with Renetti and that. that was yeah, very, I'm thinking about this solid. horse for the likes of Grade Ones, and that all I'm saying is that for Chases next year, he goes into that a fresh horse, and uh, I think he can step well, well beyond the uh, current form he's in. I think he's a really, I mean, really I think classy animal. Chasing this year at one stage, wouldn't he? yeah, but, but uh, he got knocked back injury wise. Yeah. So he's look, he's an absolutely class act. Uh, he wouldn't be out of place for me in a stairs or a champion hurdle. Um, and um, he's he's every which way deemed one of the most exciting horses um, Ireland will have going to race next year. Yeah, he looks very versatile. He'd probably end up in something very hot at Punchestown, I'd say, if they skip Cheltenham, which looks what like exactly what they're going to do. Um, Verleon Rouge put Black Line away. I thought two of them actually ran big races, and thinking about nationals, they probably enhanced their claims. Both of them did. Um, Violion Rouge has really improved this year. Yeah. Uh, that's two brilliant wins now for him. Um, he really seems to be trying. The David Pipeyard, interestingly, has turned a massive corner of late as well. Mm. Um, and that's very important going to Cheltenham with the likes of Moon Racer, with the likes of these horses. It's very hard to back them when, when the David Pipeyard goes cold. It, it really goes glacially cold. Um, but they're... Um, the yard has turned a corner and Black Lion lost nothing in the field at all uh, I didn't have him down as a stayer he, he nearly looked like he could do it going up and trip again um, two Grand National contenders Dean would I back either of for the race definitely not but um, I couldn't turn it yeah, you can't anyone take, off back you, in the meter you can't have taken over last year's run by the uh, the only on route yeah in the National yeah. Rosie beat about 48 lengths in the 7th by uh, Rule of the World I can't have taken that if you look back at the Beecher the two I'd take out before the National would have been the last Samurai and more uh, probably Uccello Conte I'd, yeah. I'd happily have them reverse form uh, in, the, in the National over four, four. I'd more than happy to be, take them on in the National I thought it was a great run beating Black Line but I'd say that's a Skull Cup day ok I think I've left the best uh, horse to talk about to last with Acapella Bourgeois a remarkable performance in a 10 up but it was either a farce or it was potential Gold Cup horse slamming rivals 
I uh, I'll leave this to Dave for to You just want to say it was the first one. No, I, behind. <laughs> I did it on Twitter. I actually said on Twitter that there were seven morons in behind, and it was very interesting at the preview that we were at last night. Um, Paddy Mullen said the same. He said that what the he said the jockeys made a mistake, and this is what I basically said was that the horse went off in front. So what happens then is the the horse in second it becomes the he dictates the pace. And the jockeys all stayed in behind Ruby Walsh on Haymount, a horse who will not go on soft ground. Yeah, taking a lead off Haymount looks ridiculous idea at this point. And um, I never once suggested for a second that it was anything dirty. I didn't think there was anything untoward going on. I just thought it was seven jockeys who got a woefully wrong in behind. That horse is massively flattered. He's a good horse, no doubt about it. But were he to rock up in an RSA, the only race I could probably back him for would be going from the front at Ferry House in the, uh, in the Powers Gold Cup. Um, but bar that... Um, I think it's massively overvalued and I'll be happy to take him on next time because the fractions weren't all that quick at all Dean. and um, he was a penalty kick they were all drunk coming the second last he couldn't have done it better he was him himself he jumped around fantastically but very unsatisfactory that there wasn't even a question put into the race afterwards I'm not saying to uh, ban the jockeys but just call them in and simply ask them what happened um, just for the public perception because racing we have a real issue with the actual perception of our sport and when they just leave these things go completely I'm not saying to ban them I'm not saying to find them everybody makes mistakes that's what happened but they should have been called in they should have been questioned more so for just saving face and this happens too much in Irish racing that a horse goes off in front and it wasn't like he was a 100 to 1 shot he was a second favourite a former grade 2 winner allowed to kick from the front and go off on his own unchallenged a front runner it was crazy and madness and something that's just it was a bad day for me for Irish racing again Dave so you want me to start this? Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally agree with everything there was said. I mean, okay. the first circuit of that race was run in a much slower time than the second circuit. The fact that uh, he was allowed to go off off a slow pace and build up such a lead was an absolute disgrace. Uh, you're talking about seasoned jockeys who are who understand sexual time, who understand or meant to understand fractions and pace. Uh, Ruby argue. He said Ruby argue said he didn't want to. Uh, his horse to go too fast in the first circuit you know he was comfortable with the pace he was going he had to know the pace he was going uh, was too slow and the fact that his horse ran a lot faster in the second circuit would suggest that Ruby got it wrong uh, Rhodes Respect would be the one I'd take out of it I mean you don't want to cramp a cappella uh, yeah, Bourgeois not at all, win uh, it's a decent grade to win but he stole the race in the front I mean I, I would back Rhodes Respect and a couple others against him next time out He's been absolutely hiked as if it was a potential Gold Cup oh, slam and ride. Five, five, 158. Yeah, five pounds higher than any other horse in the RSA now. Imagine how Phil Smith done that. I know, Charles. The reward. Yeah, <laughs> he's two pounds lower than Min. Yeah, it's it's just laughable. Um, but again, especially in light of all his previous chase form, it's kind of just. I trying think it was nothing. There was enough in the book not to take that reaction for me. Yeah, there was enough absolutely. in the book to take a view that he's improved fine uh, he's won a race that's gone all his own way so he deserves a hike but to go we don't know though whether Noel O'Brien has you know the way Phil Smith said now it's the handicapper they have a question mark next to some marks and they just need him to run again yeah. um, so that could just yeah, be yeah. Phil Smith's yeah. heat, or, or sorry it could be Noel O'Brien's immediate reaction and that horse could jump well, down an extra 10 pounds next time well, it's like. very knee jerk reaction for anybody watching the race I mean even to wait to see the sexual time we are yeah, just to see yeah yeah uh, no chance in the RSA is that the view I wouldn't I, would, I wouldn't touch him I wouldn't touch him with the RSA no chance he certainly won't be getting that lead yeah. no, he, no he won't he'll no. never get it again no he won't no. Um, no. Roger might try but no 
you'll never get it I don't think great for Roger Lochran as well to win a big well, one in fairness you know, we, we've discredited some of them in behind he rode a perfect race oh that's it exactly oh, and I'll discredit him yeah. he took advantage he rode a perfect race okay yep. uh, we've spun through some of the horses that have obviously caught everyone's eye over the last week or so uh, coming up next we're going to catch up with Paddy Mullins introducing Genius Betbright's newest product that allows you to choose your bets Genius will give you the ability to select from trends like winner last time out course winners distance winners and many many more when you're done narrowing the field with Genius you'll know exactly what you fancy Genius by Betbright Simply Smarter Betting well, I'm delighted to say now on the Race Hour podcast I'm joined by Paddy Mullins Paddy how are you? Very good, Dean. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, I'm delighted to have you on, sir. And uh, we might as well start with the most recent um, uh, brilliant performance from a returning mare, Limini, who was very, very good yesterday. Yeah, she uh, surprised us hugely. Um, you know, she's obviously quite delicate, um, which means we, we don't train her maybe as hard as we do the other horses. So we were expecting her to come on significantly from the run. And, um, you know, for her to put up a performance like she did, uh, was extraordinary. Um, so now, obviously, she doesn't need a lot of work uh, looking at what she did, but there is possibility that she could improve from yesterday. Um, which is, you know, we've always thought an awful lot of her going to Cheltenham last year. She was one of our bankers, and um, it looks like she might even have improved. Yeah, I mean, the way she performed yesterday, and if that has surprised you as, as you say that, I mean, you would, or you could, fire into the mix in some very strong races at Chantler, but the mare's hurdle looks an obvious option for her, does it? Yeah, I mean, she won the mare's novice last year, yeah. and now it was good that she won over two and a half miles, um, and, you know, it opens up other options. Um, she has a lot of speed. Her jumping is, her jumping was much better uh, yesterday however it was you know kind of heavy ground and five runners and there wasn't really the hurly burly you get in Cheltenham so I mean um, there's going to be a lot of balls bounced I mean Broom Broom Mag is there and either of them could probably go champion hurdle mayor's hurdle um, uh, you know Limini was third behind Bouvardet and Fatima Schwar in yeah. Aintree last year which would suggest she's quite a bit off them but if she's improved you know the champion hurdle is very open so um, we're just going to have to re, re take stock after yesterday's performance and, and make a decision between now and the festival about where the two mares go. Not a bad headache to have after a, a very nice performance from Limini yesterday. And as you say, that that does make all the, the balls go back up in the air again. You've got some fantastic, um, well, mare, mare hurdlers. It likes of Ailey Beach, Let's Dance, Augusta Kate, Astoria. You're really heavy in that area, aren't you? And like with the mare's novices race that Limini won last year, I'm guessing you've got plenty of options for that as well, and those are the horses I've just mentioned. Yeah, um, you know, my father seems to get on very well with mares, and you know, obviously going back to my grandfather with Don Run as well, and, of course. and, and like and height and fashion too. Um, so you know, he, he we, we always have a lot of mares, and we have a particularly strong bunch this year. I mean, Early Beach's performance in the Royal Bond um, could possibly be the, the best bit of novice form on 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 offer, and um, you know, so she. Out of Supreme Novices. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so she has that option. Augusta Kate, I thought, uh, looking at her run with Dead Duty, uh, you know, Ruby hadn't gone for his stick. Jack had gone for his. Uh, so I think we might run there. So, you know, she possible that she could go for the Albert Bartlett. Um, of course, the race in Ace was two and a half, so the Neptune is an option too. Yeah. 
uh, Let's Dance being a second season obviously means she was just below grade well grade one winning standard last year as a four year old however um, she, you know this year against her own sex she looked very very impressive um, so maybe you know maybe with her maybe she might be the one for the the mayor's hurdle the mayor's novice hurdle however that's over two mile one she's probably been better over further so they're not accepting stone as as always in of course um, but you know they're 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 three three fantastic mares to have aren't they and when you add them to the the likes of of Limini and Vroom Vroom I mean it's just a powerhouse wherever they turn up they're going to be of huge interest for everyone at the Cheltenham Festival Um, what about some of the boys around let's talk about the Supreme if you don't mind Paddy I mean Mellon um, may be very difficult to compare uh, that horse at this stage of his career to the other horses that have gone from Claw Sutton and, and taken a Supreme but he couldn't have done it any better on his on his one appearance so far in that maiden where he just cleared away and I don't think it really mattered perhaps what was behind him that day it was how he performed Exactly um, I mean his work at home has been very good um, and you know he beat Broken Soul who's been beaten since but as you said it was the way he did it uh, it went a right good gallop and he hurdled very well. He had a little step at the last, but I think he'll have learned from that. And there's maybe no harm that he did that there. And, you know, I, I think it's maybe 25 years flown. Uh, might have been the last horse to win the Supreme off the back of one run. Uh, so that is a slight concern. However, he's been round in schooling hurdles, and we've, we've had him. He's done quite a lot of schooling in the Curra. And so he has plenty of uh, jumping done. And like I said, the way he hurdled in Leperstown would, you know, that was there was no there was no uh, hiding place there. They went a good gallop, so he, you know, we, we think an awful lot of him, and hopefully with a clear round, he can uh, he can continue our good run of luck in the Supreme. No? Yeah, it's very possible he could do that. I mean, it's not the only contender possibly from the yard that will will take part in that race. Bunkoff early, who you managed to beat on Bacardi's the last day. Both of them caught the eye. Bunk off early, perhaps. Maybe the race didn't go ideally to soup. Seemed to be pretty keen. He's a flatbread horse, isn't he? And, and you were on the winner, Bacardi, who, who seemed possibly to be suited by the extra bit of ground that they had to cover. Is that is that fair? Yes. Uh, I mean, Bunk off early is a very unusual um, horse type of horse to be in our yard. And I think we have to take our hat off to Harold Kirk who picked him out you know, a Zebedee that won over a mile in the flat yeah. he's a very unusual colour he's a roan type colour he doesn't look like a flat horse he's quite big and strong I mean I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up jumping fences hmm. um, he's probably not as tall as Mellon but he's wider and like you said he was quite keen in the Deloitte but it was a funny race because David Mullins went off quite hard on Bloodcrest Tiger obviously he wants further but the, the pace of the race was actually set by Ruby on Saturnus and Jack Kennedy on Barra. And obviously Saturnus was never really going, which meant we actually went quite steady up the straight. And if you look back on it, there's a, quite a few horses are keen, but Bunkoff Early is the one that catches the eye yeah. as most keen. Um, but he hurdled fantastically. And, you know, he travelled so well, he's probably got to the front a little soon, but there was nothing Paul could do. I mean, you can't really go breaking a horse's jaws and turning in a grade one. Um but you would have to think that the faster pace, the better ground, and the drop back in trip to two miles would suit him the Supreme. And, 
he could well be a, a supreme winner for supreme racing. He could be. Um, and would it be? I mean, Bacardi's was the winner, and let's not forget you were aboard that one. And Bacardi's likely not to go supreme. Is probably going to go Neptune and and, and take in a, a longer distance novice contest. Yeah, Bacardi's was a. I thought he was possibly slightly unlucky in the champ bumper last year. Yeah, he's a little a little like Bell's Hill in that he hasn't got a huge tactical pace. He needs a clear run, and um, he grinds it out, which you saw in um, Aintree and again in Leperstown. And uh, Ruby just didn't get a clear run. I mean, the, the bumpers—they're called—they're called bumpers for a reason, you know, because there's no <laughs> hurdles. It's obviously quite tight. There's no need to spread out, and and a look and running can can play a lot. And um, he, you know, he's won a Grade One over two mile two. Uh, so for me, the obvious, the logical uh, option would be the Neptune over two mile five. However, he's won a point to point, and the Albert Bartlett would be an option as well. But I think he's got enough speed for a Neptune. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, uh, so I, I think he probably didn't get the credit he deserves um, for winning, to be honest, because obviously the eye was trying to bunk off early. Yeah. Um, and he might just go into Cheltenham a little uh, under underrated, perhaps. Yeah, perhaps so, because like you say, everyone seemed to be talking about the horse in behind who was, seemed to be keen and pulling away and, and looks a little bit more flashy. But Bacardi's a very talented animal. We look forward to that one at the festival. Well, it won't be an easy decision, perhaps, for Ruby in that Supreme, assuming he can pick between Mellon and Bunkoff early they're both in there f- pitching with a chance aren't they yeah I mean it's it's um, Bunkoff early would work very very well at home but again you're always in the back of your head you're always thinking he's a, he's a miler but now he's shown that he can compete at grade one level over two mile two um, that brings his stock up but you know Ruby will ride work between now and then and uh, he's, he's he's usually right whichever one he, he chooses um probably be you know the, who he's happier with how they're working but yeah i, I just uh, another thing just you know bunk off early I, I think it's fantastic for supreme racing i mean he wasn't a hugely expensive horse and it just shows you that you can compete at that grade one level without spending hundreds of thousands of pounds and i think he's a great advertisement for supreme racing yeah certainly is i would completely agree let's talk about a few of the uh, chasers i might start with york hill likely very much to go for the jlt and uh obviously a strong enough favourite for that contest um, he's had a bit of chasing experience this season and he's done things in good style maybe an extra one might have been ideal going into the festival for York Hill yeah I mean the way the season panned out it just wasn't possible uh, we were quite late getting going because of the very dry autumn and early winter and uh, but he's got two runs um, he did jump a little to his left and he was a little sticky at Leperstown however you know the experience he's gained from jumping around Fairy House and Leperstown, which are two of the biggest tracks in Ireland, will stand to him. And also he has point to point experience. Yeah. So we're not too worried on the jumping front. And you know this horse has a has a, a huge engine. Um, but he he is he's a very peculiar horse. I mean you saw how he what he was like in age with Paul Tan and uh, he hit Paul a horrible time. And I remember riding with a bumper punch down and going down the back straight. I was squeezing and clicking and slapping down the shoulder and I was getting no response. I was thinking that I was going to pull up and then once I pull him into daylight he's just run away with me. So he's has, he's, he's very headstrong but he's a huge engine and for me I, I think he's probably our nap at the meeting. Um, you know, we, he could have gone the chapter hard route in another year um, and it's not, it's not impossible that he will revert um, next year. 
Yeah. I, I think, you know, your father said that and a horse like that pretty much can do whatever he wants, providing he consents himself. He's supremely talented, York Hill, and he'll go uh, what looks like he'll go in, in the JLT. Uh, Underso will head for the Ryanair. Uh, do you know what? The last performance of him uh, at Cheltenham, I thought was one of the best performances I've seen from him. He seems to have grown up a little bit. He's, he's one of those horses that wears his heart in his sleeve, but maybe now so he's doing it just as if he... I don't know how to describe it. He seems to be at his peak now yeah I mean he's a fabulous horse to watch uh, he would run through a big wall for you he just he just tries and tries and obviously in his younger days he was very headstrong and I think my father's softly softly approach when he didn't run the champion hurdle and he kind of sent him off to France is paying dividend now in yeah. that you can settle him now if you watch Ruby in, in the Tingle Creek and again in Cheltenham he's been able to take a lead and a lot of the credit has to go to Virginie Basco, who rides him out, a French uh, girl, and she's very, very good with him, a lot of patience with him. And as you said, I think now he's probably more containable, which means we can probably use, uh, fulfill more of his potential. And on good ground, he's just not quick enough for the top, top two miters. Now, having said that, Sprinter Sacker is the only horse to beat him, so yeah, it's not that bad. might be harsh. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think on good ground, stepping up in trip, now that we can settle um, should bring about more improvement and I think the Ryanair will suit I mean it's run, always run at a, a helter skelter pace I think he'll be able to take a lead and uh, going he'll be more he should jump more accurately going over the longer distance at a slightly slower speed yeah, really look forward to Indeso in that Ryanair, and he seems to be blossoming. And as you know, you've described it very well there. The Gold Cup pitch has changed massively over the last um, couple of weeks, and we'll see some high-profile misses for the race. But maybe it's Jack Adam's turn. Third time lucky, perhaps. Perhaps. Um, yeah, we've taken a different approach from this year. I mean, we usually always go to the Hennessy or the Stan James, as it is now, Gold Cup. Uh, with our top three mile chasers and it's been very lucky for us I, th I think we've won it eight times and we've probably won it four and however my mother has always been saying to my father that we have all these Irish Gold Cups and we, we don't have a Cheltenham Gold Cup and that maybe we should be uh, doing it differently so this year he's uh, chosen to listen to to her and um, good move Jack and I'm, yeah, yeah well we'll see so he's gone <laughs> straight for the next and I mean last year he didn't have an ideal prep because everyone saw he got a bad cut when he fell in the Cotswold chase in Cheltenham and that just held him up a little bit so this year he's had probably the best prep he's ever had for the Gold Cup and you know the two horses that have beat him aren't there and uh, you, you know he's going to you know he jumps you know he stays you know he handles the track so uh, you know I'd be very disappointed if he wasn't in the first three again and I wouldn't be at all surprised if he did finally uh finally get his uh, just forwards. Yeah, and it, I think it would be deserved after two cracker runs behind two very good Gold Cup winners. So, a big yeah, big opportunity for Jack Adam and fingers crossed as the prep has gone so well up to this point, nothing happens in the next couple of weeks. They're a massive couple of weeks, aren't they, before the Cheltenham Festival actually starts and you've got to get everyone there in uh, one piece. Before I come to Duvan, I wanted to ask you about Carter Mackay in the bumper who has done everything right so far. Yes, uh, lovely horse by Martelline. Uh, he's six, he's a little older, and won a point-to-point -point before we got him. Uh, I was very, very sweet on him at Christmas, and the truth be told, I was a little disappointed that I had to write him out so much to win. Mm. Uh, however, 
you know, if you watch the race back, he, he travels into the straight very well, and uh, you know, I, I thought I was, probably wasn't going to have to do an awful lot. And um, the second horse pushes all the way to the line, uh, back Maj. Now he's come out and won very impressively still, so perhaps uh, I wasn't giving him enough credit on the day. Um, what he did in Nace is hard to gauge. I mean, we went very, very slow. It turned into a three furlong sprint. I don't believe Joseph's horse ran to form. So in beating Isodon and the other horse, he, he beat them very, very impressively, but I would have expected him to do that. Yeah. Um, so he has a lot of speed. He's won a point of points, so you know he stays. Uh, Mark Lean, I think, has a fantastic record of siding winners at Cheltenham. Uh, he ticks an awful lot of the boxes, so he has to go has to go over there with um, big credentials. Yeah, he does, and you'll you'll probably have one or two more at least for the bumper, I'm guessing. But Carter would be your pick if it was tomorrow, would it? He's the standout at, at the moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and of course the yard lost. Well, he didn't lose Get a Bird. It's just not going to make the Cheltenham Festival. So as always, you're strong in that division. Wish you the very best with Carter McKay if that is the one that you're aboard in the day. As you say, strong credentials for it. Um, you said York Hill is. You know, potentially the yard snap and the meeting. Of course, you have Duvan, so maybe you're just you're just leaving Duvan out of the equation because we all know how good he is. Well, uh, yeah, I suppose it's hard to have a nap at one to four or one to three. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah, but uh, no, it's for Duvan. I mean, we're incredibly lucky to have him, and just you know, we've been so so lucky the last few years with the likes of Annie Power and Faheen and Kivega and, and Hurricane Playa, and you know, maybe you can just have to take these superstars a little bit for granted but but this year you know with Annie and Boyne going by the wayside and obviously Botor um, having his unfortunate accident and obviously Flying Kibega have moved on yeah um, you, you really start to uh, to realise uh, you know how special it is to have horses like this and Duvan he's just he's been flawless so far uh, he's you know it looks like the race is there for his taking and so fingers crossed we can just wrapping him in enough bubble bubble wrap to get him there in one piece and he can he can do his thing what he's you know what he did in the Supreme Offices and what he did in the Arco. Yeah, mind him. <laughs> let's yeah, let's, exactly. let's make sure he turns up and delivers as Duvan always does because what could come next in his career is truly exciting. And it's odd to say that before he goes and looks like he's just gonna run away with a champion chase, but I think that's how people feel about Duvan. So just just delighted that he is going to be at the festival, Touchwood, and, and, and no issues there. Um, anything else you might pick out from you know horses you know are going to turn up at Cheltenham that you know you think have a great chance or something that may be slightly under the radar? Um, tricky for yeah one of ours to be under the radar. Well, I know uh, handicap chases maybe not the maybe not the yeah, area well, you know we, you're going to get. Never... Yeah, we've never won a handicap chase in Cheltenham, uh, which I find unusual. Uh, I had a horse of my own there, well, they own a bit of the Crafty Butcher, who we yeah. um, bought with a few friends, and the, he was second in the Paddy Power chase and got a mark of 135 in Ireland, which would usually it put you about 140 in England. Um, but Phil Smith decided to drop him three pounds to 132, which pretty much ensures he can't get into any handicap chase in Cheltenham, yeah. which um, I thought was. Not many get moved uh, that way in the handicap. Yeah, I mean, obviously you can say, oh, you can't complain. And Willie would say, Willie has said, you can't complain when a handicapper drops you. No. <laughs> um, I know, we all know what he, why he did it. He said, you know, basically said, run again and blow your advantage before you come over here. Which yeah. It's fair enough. So hopefully we might, uh, hopefully we might take advantage um, in the Irish National, but it would have been okay. nice to, um, to rock up and the Kimmy over. He's won. 
somewhere along the way to keep an eye out for any other crafty butcher, yeah. No, of course, of course. All right, well, Paddy, it's been a pleasure to have you on the race hour. Good luck to you, Ruby, everyone at Closet and your father and, and everyone associated with what's going on over what is the best week of National Hunt Racing. Uh, can't, can't wait for it. It's been a pleasure to have you on the race hour. Thanks very much for having me, Dean. Welcome back to the Race Hour, of course, brought to you with our host, Bet Bright. Thanks very much for Paddy Mullins for spending a bit of time with us on this week's podcast. We wish them and everyone at Col Sutton uh, a very good Cheltenham Festival. Um, the boys are still with me, Dermo and Dave, and we're going to actually continue a little bit of Cheltenham chat. And, and I did promise we'd take a look at some of the, well, we're calling the big four. We might just glaze over that Queen Mum. In fact, let's do it first. I'll go first, Duvan. Duvan. And Duvan. Thank you. Uh, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, nicely done. Yeah. Nicely done. Uh, no, no in depth. Air. In depth at the race hour, as always. In depth, indeed. Uh, let's actually, we'll replace it with the Supreme. Um, Melon is top of the market. One run, one win in a maiden. Um, Horsey beat that day isn't up to much, but does that matter? No, uh, not at all. Not at all. I mean, there was a way he won. He made a, mis- he made a mistake in the race. All his homework prior to that, and as we alluded to on here before, uh, he was working really well at home and they'd, he was going to be the supreme runner for quite a while and uh, I thought it was very impressive the way he ran the lack of experience would be the only thing I'd worry about in the bustle of a big field but uh, I, I, I think I think he's a deserved favourite at the moment in the absence of anything else I mean it'll all depend if Charlie Parks is rerouted to the supreme then it looks like a decent race but at the moment, it looks like uh, Mellon, Bunk Off Early, um, potentially Moonracer are the only ones to consider. Good to see the pipe yard come back with a couple of winners and maybe Moonracer now is, uh, well, we assume he's all right. Back in the picture with a little bit more confidence. Yeah, it's funny. He's, he's a brilliant horse, fresh. Like, hey, very you know, good fresh. He won yeah. the, he won the champion bumper off for a year. He was second to Blow by Blow in a race that really didn't suit him. Yeah. It was made into a stamina race. That was Jamie Codd's least best hour ever I'd imagine because uh, he's such a super jockey and um, yeah Dean like uh, Moonrace is a big price if you knew he was 100% and if you knew he was definitely coming he should be 5-2 to 2-1 two, two to one, and uh, Mellon should be 4-5-1 to one, just on what they've achieved have you not eyes oh, we do thank God and Mellon was absolutely brilliant Mellon looked really really Very good impressive. and um, it's funny the word that comes out of that yard as well Dave because all year it's been bunk off early melon we didn't really see much of yeah. either of them and the two of them are, are their supreme four. horses so yeah. whatever word is coming out of there to the actual general public it's not I just we temp- know anyone there I just tempted that was Senawalk first Senawalk was first yeah. although there was word called around that it wasn't much good so it, yeah it all depends who you listen to at the yeah, time because as soon as that came out the word was going against him and the word I'd heard all year was that Bunk off early and Mellon were there too. Um, very interesting just to hear all the way around. And it looks like whichever one Ruby picks of them two is really probably the tip of the race, but I can't get away from Moon Racer. Yeah. I just think sometimes you need to just allow common sense what to about Charlie Perks? filter through. You should over Bunk off early last week. I know. I really like him. I backed him at 12s, but at 7s, that's a completely different proposition. So you're talking about Moon Racer at 5s or Bunk off early at 7s. Um, and just at at the current prices, I will be back in Moonracer. Okay. But I need to see him get there. Back in horse at twelve to one now running our bed is very different than napping him for a contest. But um, there's a few here. Like I like Highbridge. I think he's done 
quite a bit this year. It's just that that jockey for me, as I said last week, is the issue. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was very impressive. But I mean, you're, you're putting an amateur on in this race, and yeah, uh, it had turned me off. He hasn't impressed me as an amateur really either. So no, it's I, just yeah, you know. It, it, I remember horses like Wendy Moss with Fred Hutsby, you know. Regardless yeah. of who that amateur is, and we don't need to talk about Alex Ferguson again. Riding as an amateur in a supreme mighty difficult mighty doesn't matter what you're saying doesn't matter how good you are yes exactly it's not a slight on the jockey it's just it's putting putting an amateur in against professionals Uh, Charlie Parks is interesting because at Nicky Henderson's open day yesterday he said he wants to run him in the uh, Triumph and he said he thinks he's a Triumph force he's not sure if he's ready for a a Supreme so the Triumph would be very hot if Deffy is still and Charlie Parks went up against each other Um, I think the common sense will be to split them off um, and it's a race team you couldn't be massively big on now on the day if they were to turn up and Moonracer was there I'd be on Moonracer but um, as we speak I'm um, kind of all over the place with the day Dave the race is in one hour's time who are you backing in the Supreme? If that field they're running now at 7-1 I'd probably back Charlie Parks each way or I'd back Man to win if at those prices now Okay 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 If it's one hour from now I go Moonracer Yeah do you know I probably would, but I, I've never, I've never been in love with the horse. So, no, it's just by the process of elimination. I know, you come I back know, to him, isn't it? The I bumper know. didn't really work out. I mean, some collateral form looks good, others doesn't. Uh, I like to have seen him as coach. well, and I know that's not what they wanted to do because he's fragile, and you can leave the race behind with a horse like Moon Racer. And they so. missed the whole season. I know, Jordan. I know, but yeah, he does look like the class stamp with a little bit more done than the others. Melon could be could be I mean, good I don't think Melon is a a Duvan type or anything like that so it's a different type they're going with but I don't know it's a fascinating race if Charlie Parks wins well at the weekend and goes there all bets are off I think I'll look at it again yeah, um, yeah 100% okay champion hurdle let's stick with the hurdlers um, we talked about Yamworth already so I think we've, we've covered the ground with that um, again it's a similar question here right you have the market in front of you the race is today let's say yeah, cool. where are we going with the current runners, again by the process of pure elimination, I have landed on uh, on Bouverdere. That uh, supreme form from last year is it's the best piece of form of the season from last year. It's just the form. It, it just keeps being frank. You've Nortel Harvey back to field winning. You have you know just a continuous flow of winners coming from that race. Noel Feely made an absolute balls of this race last year. Um, really tried to make away too much ground. Uh, the front two had kicked in him, and the horse actually ran really well. As well as that, thereafter at Aintree, he beat Petit Mouchoir and he beat him well. Petit Mouchoir has improved, but I thought Dave McGurran um, on this podcast before made a very good point that whilst the horse has improved, it was the changing of tactics really that has kicked this horse on. Um, and that was the first day he did that at Aintree last year. And Bouvet there caught him and beat him relatively, I thought, holding him whilst, of course, he was being pushed out. He was still holding him all the way. Um, and I just think Bouvet there comes in here already said I can't have Yanwert Petit Mouchoir something about him at Cheltenham I can't have him brain power he's a handicapper for me uh, I can't have him in this at all and then you're falling down to York Hill won't run on the soul won't run Vroom Vroom Mag I, I wouldn't fancy her over two miles at Cheltenham regardless if she showed up or not you can dismiss that Doncaster run 
Oh, 100%. But just even last year, I punched down, she scrambled home to beat Identity Thief, which was, I thought, that was strong form at the time. It obviously isn't. Um, and I just think she's she's a very good horse. She, for two miles, I think she needs it to be uh, soft to heavy ground just so she can really make her stamina play. Um, but uh, over two miles, she's a two miles four horse for me. And then where do we bring on Limney if they decide to run her? I mean, she, if they, she won't go there. She'll go to the mayor, surely. But one of them will go, I'd imagine one will go to the mayor's and one will go here. Yeah, yeah. So, well, look look at the horses in, in their own right. At, mm. Vroom Vroom deserves a crack at a champion hurdle before yeah, Limney does. And Limney's had that one run and it's close enough to the festival. I think she goes for the easier race and Vroom Vroom has had everything done this season already but you know like you say draw a line through Doncaster she deserves the crack I think so it'll be interesting which one they go with <laughs> yeah it will be the only the only line I see here would be for Vroom Mac to win would be an Annie Power-esque ride from last year where she kicks on the front and they don't take her seriously but she'll That's have going to be very hard with a pet she'll have Petit Mouchoir hassling the whole way exactly Dean so I just think this race is going to be set up for the finisher Boover there Coming off the post, and I think Bouvard there jumps the last just behind him. He catches him because, as well as that, can't be forgotten that Bouvard there has always looked like a horse who could do it a small bit further as well in his runs. Um, and I just think he's a arguably a two mile four horse also. I think he just has a bit more class than Yammer over the trip. And um, I think Dean a ten to three. It's uh, it's not a bad price if you got that on the day. Yeah, I agree. I think Petit Mouchoir is going to set this up for the two JP horses in behind. I think Yamworth will be that bit further back from a Petit Mouchoir in full gear, which means that Bouvardet probably be able to travel up as close as he wants. Exactly. And then Bouvardet should be able to kick clear. And that's that's the way I see the race going. If it was run, I could see it kind of like York killing Yamworth last year. Just that finish with Yammer <laughs> closing on him, but just not quite getting there. I just can't be that bullish about it. I just can't. I mean, if uh, Petit Mouchard, if he folds, you know, two, two, three furlongs out, how does the race unfold? I just wouldn't. I, I wouldn't well, then Boubardet could become a sitting duck. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, I based this on very, the fact that Petit will get to the last. Assess. I think Petit Mouchard. I struggle to see Petit Mouchard not getting to the last on what he's shown so far. I mean, just. That's that's the only basis I could see Yanworth winning. I think the race is going to pan out to suit Yanworth, and I don't like the horse. I just it's a disappointing in a sense at the moment, champion hurdle. I agree. But I agree. I, but can Yanworth sit off that kind of pace? Yes. And get that close? You think? I, I, I think he can. Yeah. Because it'll need to be close enough. The hill's going to help. The times, him. The times. That's the big question. I don't think he and can. Speedy yeah. tracks. The times of his last two runs would suggest he will. Yeah. Yeah. And with Samuel Moore to four at Cheltenham, I, I, I definitely think he will. Okay. So you're a Yamworth over Bouvardet, man, but you think the winners are Unfortunately, there. yeah. Unfortunately, no, I don't no, want to no, be, but I am. It's not unfortunate. It's, uh, no, it's everyone I've heard I back in Yamworth had that tone of resignation about him that it's, they don't really want it. But it's, it's your default to it, <laughs> yeah. in a sense. Yeah, no, that's, that's how I fall in on Bouvardet there. I think he doesn't have an issue with staying whatsoever. I thought the way he outstayed those horses last year at Aintree after running in that Hot Supreme, I don't think staying is one issue of it. Bouvard right there, and I think it's just going to be a Jeski and my tenter yours jumping the last um, I think and the Barry, two with each other I think Barry might make the decision for anyone who's not sure which one <laughs> yeah I'd pick Bouvard there regardless of who Barry picks really yeah I'd like to see Barry on the one I'm with yeah I'd have no issue whatsoever and I have no idea ride the other one so I'm not giving out about any jockeys I'm I think it, it's such a split hair of a decision that I don't think Barry could be very confident he's no, made the right he, decision either way he should know I think, I think it's very hard to be bullish about anything in this he, championship he should know on the morning of the race which ones 
in best Vettel if it's that close. So I mean, it, it's disappointing. Would you think with his sense. history with Nicky, he'd pick Bruno there as well, nearly? Would you? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. As in, if it came down to the two chainers talking to him about their form, that Nicky would probably sway him. I'd imagine. And That's, that is my second cap. chance. He'd be asked. Or he could be asked. You know to which one to ride or to ask to ride uh, yeah that's what um, yeah it can be told I heard Brendan Yu talking during the week and he said that he said he could they be told to ride Yammer because Yammer takes a bit of knowing yeah they may well see Barry you know being uh, crucial to getting the best out of a horse or not yeah. yeah you know Yammer really well and we want you to ride him yeah um, and then who who'd ride move right there God only knows then Nico the bottom Feely more likely no I'd say Feely or uh, Aidan Coleman <laughs> Aidan Coleman rode him this year could be then already yeah well, Matt Walsh will be uh, knocking on the door. He can come with the English jockey now, doesn't he? He's yeah, been, it's not like Matt's yeah. going to be yeah. In, yeah. in Limerick or somewhere, is he? He'd be there. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he hasn't rode him before, though. That's he doesn't, doesn't need a book a flight. I don't <laughs> I'd, I'd say he'd be around. Um, yeah, fascinating. Absolutely fascinating that contest. I can't. Like, as far as these races aren't as good as, uh, like, we've no superstars, they're very interesting betting heats, though, aren't they? Very yes. much. So. Like, they're so much more intriguing this year from just a pure betting puzzles point of view that we can't moan too much about this challenge because uh, they're just such intriguing races. Uh, it is disappointing. You have the four champion races and none of the horses that won them last year at the festival. They're not even at the festival. Yeah, they're running a different race. Yeah, My memory's not that good to know if it's happened before. But I'd be surprised if, it, if at least one reigning champion hadn't turned up at the festival, whether in the same race or a different race. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the stayers. Uh, you know what I mean? Harry has all the form in the book to just repeat what he's done and win the race. And I'm becoming resigned to that fact, um, obviously, with my history with hoping another horse turned up here. Um, is that something you guys agree with? Yeah, like, I mean... <sighs> It depends on the Irish horses, really, doesn't it? Because he he's facing the exact same English horses that he's he's spanked all year. Yeah, there, there's um, no dangers there. You know, yeah. So like, he's no fear about the English horses whatsoever. I don't see the angle of Cole Har- Harden improving enough to beat him next time. Cole Harden ran a blinder last time. Why? Because Graham I mean, Harry travelled behind him. Graham wasn't in his favour that day, though. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Harry flew up the hill last year on good ground in Albert Bartlett. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I, I don't see up the hill, but he only won up by a head. You know, Grounds not going to fight. Fagan came with an absolute burst under David Russell. Fagan was second, like. Yeah, but but yeah, and that. mean Harry has more than Frank it all year, like. I mean, there's an eight pound. Like, Carl Harden don't, doesn't just have to beat you know Harry or turn the form around, but he's an eight pound to turn around with him. Like he got eight yeah. pound the last day. But he travels so easy behind him. You know what I mean, Harry? Though. Like, did, you know what I mean, did, Harry? Cole Harden not got beaten in the Cleve the year he won the uh, the year he won. He did. The, yeah, yeah, I think that's why he went off such a big price because yeah. you know. and. He's coming here in a similar form to that year, and I just think... No, he's been I chasing just, as well, though, Dave, you know? He has, yeah. But I think on better ground, uh, I think Cole Harden is, is nearly a free bet each way. I have no fear each way with that horse, because I just thought, um, you know what I mean, Harry and Barry Garrity, he just used that horse the whole way up the running to just track him in, and then you know what I mean, Harry did did what he always did, has to be pushed out to win then, barely wins every one of his races, that's just the way the horse is made up. And um, I just think he's. Um, I just think he could have beaten him by as far as he wanted that day. Two he just used him the whole way up the run, and I, I taught myself. At, at the prices, I think uh, yeah. I'd rather find value in either posing them each way or looking for. The, I think Jez the value. I think the Irish horses hold the key well, here to beat. I was going to throw two horses at you. There's Shane's Hill and Jesky. Shane's yeah. Hill every challenge pitch up runs a huge race. Yeah, like he just does that. So you'd almost be booking him for a spot. He won a decent three mile race that day. He'd book him. He I beats think. he beats Snow Falcon. Snow Falcon uh, 
fell behind you know what I mean Harry when to me he looked like the only horse that was travelling as well as you know what I mean Harry in a race this year um, and he arguably was very very close er, he arguably could have went very very close to him Shane's Hill beat him 11 to 1 is a decent price for that I think he's he's one of the each way pokes of the race then how would you put in Clondo Warrior I wouldn't put Clondo Warrior I, I, I wouldn't put him in it I think uh, Clondo Warrior was beaten that day for me I know he made a mistake and everything else but I know Shane's Hill was holding him uh, comfortably and I think he's a better horse Clondo Warrior is 11 now isn't he or is he 12 75 he's <laughs> 75 look, yeah. look where, where, like, there, there is for me still a slight class issue with, with you know you what, know what I, mean, I mean Harry and if I can he see wins that. this and beats the likes of a Jeski and a Shane's Hill and whatever else wants to turn up in the race there's no issue anymore but he still has to do it I don't think he's done it yet beating the stairs that are around the UK so that no, is these... my one issue about him at the prices, which makes me think Shane Hill's proved yeah. it in better races. Jeski's proved it in better races. Champion Hurdle, they're winner. double figure prices. And Cole Harden was a previous figure. winner. And Cole Harden, I friend to mix, even though he's gone chasing and doesn't look the same animal for me. Yeah, I just think he holds but the English it, runners. He's the third horse, Dave. You're right. He holds the English runners, and for me, it's the Irish horses that can beat him. And uh, at the prices, I couldn't back. You know what I mean, Harry? At those prices, just because. Um, the exact point that you made there Dean I think he holds English runners for me comfortably again um, I just think a Jeski or Shane's Hill could take him and um, a 10 and 11 to 1 they yeah. are worth it yeah is there try. any chance Barry doesn't ride not mean Harry if Jeski runs in this no. and rides Jeski no. he can't get off him he can't nice get off surprise. him he said himself didn't he that he was so impressed with him that day at Newbury the first run he said he couldn't get over him and uh, just the fact that McManus has shown no interest in running another horse nearly in this race like they're clearly mad about him and um, I hope for Harry Fry he gets it Harry Fry deserves a big winner like this he's a brilliant trainer um, it's a race I wouldn't be overly um, thoughtful on it Dave has made a brilliant point uh, brilliant case for Cole Harden I just don't agree with it um, but Jeski and Shane's Hill for me would be the two that yeah, I would take them out. Du- there's double figure prized horses slopping around in that race that you could definitely see. You'd be pretty confident to hit the frame. So maybe I'd be confident Jeski could be a solid and yeah. will go close and okay. could beat him. Okay. Could just travel past him. Okay, well, let's have our uh, tears and head and hands moment here. Thistlecrack misses the Gold Cup. Um, it's heartbreaking news for the festival. Uh, it's heartbreaking news for the Gold Cup, in my view. Awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. It takes a lot of shine away from the Gold Cup. Uh, when you have a favourite there, the current favourite now, Native River, who would probably be more ground dependent than most of the race and wanted soft. Uh, you're looking at cute car top rider. We discussed him earlier. You're looking at potential non-stayers. You know, like Size and John, uh, Outlander. You're looking at horses. Will they get home? Uh, I, in the race, you'd want a bit of value. I think you'd want a bit, like the safest bet at the moment by default is probably Jackadam, who's given way yeah. too much to do in the Lexus. Yeah, uh, doesn't quicken. Ruby sat him there, should have made more use of him, and uh, ne- never really gave him a proper chance in the Lexus. I think they're bringing stamina more into play now. I mean, he's still only an eight year old, uh, probably the ideal age now for a Gold Cup. His form at the top level at this kind of trip. 
it kind of stands out with places in the Gold Cup, but it doesn't stand out with winning form. It doesn't. No, but the first year he contested, he was a six-year-old, wasn't he? Yeah, you said he was. Yeah, yeah. he's eight yeah. now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he should become more. You know, he should be, have developed more. He should be a better horse now, really. He is the safe horse. He's not the most exciting horse. And he's that's not, and it's again by default. I mean, if you, yeah. you know, you. I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have put him up uh, or I wouldn't be backing him if Thistle Crack was running here no. if it was cutting the ground but I just think uh, Champagne West is another at a big price that was just so impressive not just in the diocese but the race before that where he just ground Roy the Frank into the ground yeah Navin, was, yeah, Navin was yeah. very very impressive and I know he's an older horse but if anything he comes here with a similar profile to what Jack Adam did a couple of years ago uh, he's an unknown quantity in the sense he's probably a bit of value at that price I know Empire Dirt, they say, is going for the... Go for the Ryanair. Uh, Ryanair. And Sizen John, like, he stayed in the Lexus, but it was just a slow run race. Yeah. And that was the problem. Yeah. Uh, he stayed on best in a slow run race. Off a fast pace, he's going to stay in the Gold Cup. I have my doubts. Uh, yeah. I, I, I May, like, a horse I really like, but I just don't think he's good enough. And it's going to be a bad race if he's he, there, there about. He nearly holds his best form for Haydock, doesn't he? Yeah. There's a few um, horses in here that if they win the Gold Cup, you'd be, what? <laughs> I count that. I don't. It's not going to. One of them. It's not going It's not going to sound right when you say it out loud. Native River, who is top of the market, um, he's he's been on a fantastic run, and he looks a big engine, very big trying horse. But he beat Carol's Destrier. He's beat Raz de Marie. <laughs> like these. <laughs> he's a lovely horse. I like those horses that he beat. He's but a lovely horse. They are handicap horses. He he's a lovely horse. He just does as much as he is. From that point of view, we don't actually know how good he is. Um, he just does enough. The four miler might be a clue to. Yeah, a little a bit f- more of a clue to. Still, I can't understand that run at all. How he went front running, fell away back, and flew back again to nearly win. I thought it was one of the strangest runs I've seen at Cheltenham. Um, the only way do I see this horse winning a Gold Cup is if it's absolutely if it's the ground when Cunny Green won the Gold Cup Dave that's when I'd see him yeah. he needs a, he's going to need it soft I think yeah personally. so if he's if it's not heavy ground he goes off 6-1 to one, I think Q card too old for me line drawn Dave no, I still, you still have to give him a serious chance I mean he's shown enough this year this is not a normal Gold Cup it's not a normal Gold Cup he was travelling well last year when he fell I think he'd be crazy to rule him out. I mean, I think he'll go off favourite on the day. I think the public will get behind him. I agree. He's a horse I, I've never got in bed with, per se. I've never uh, backed him. Um, I've never really been part of the uh, cue card experience. Um, I mean, and just now, even whilst, of course, you have to look at every race on its own merits. Um, cue card for me, I, I don't even think the actual timing of that race was all that great either for him um, yeah. he's 11 now like like, I just think it's all been kind of half done because he probably wasn't right after the King George and um, I just couldn't have him in a Gold Cup but if Q Card or Jack Adam won a Gold Cup you'd stand over that wouldn't you you'd oh you'd stand over and clap them. And, yeah. and they're, they're the two horses I think in the race that if you put them on and give them the Gold Cup after it you'd be like yeah good horse won the Gold Cup I like that I but think you struggle with the rest of them I like Jack Adam doesn't have the turn of foot that Q Card has no. he's got to have to go to the solution yeah. He's got to have to go that area. This would be a lot aggressive. harder race to, to go and be more forward yeah, than it would have been the Lexus to do it. Yeah, it'll be a lot harder. He's a better prep this year. There There is an argument to be made that whilst his two-mile four form is better because he keeps winning the... John yeah, Dorca, it could like just that. it could just be that he's better fresh too. Yeah. You know, as in yeah. like he could actually be coming into this... Uh, 
Gold Cup at his best prep ever. He is. Um, no, I think he is. That, that's two four two five. I think it was eight or nine of his wins have come up. Yeah, that. but again, he, he's gone into the rest of them though off of funny preps. You know, he went in after a Taisi's chest when he was a brilliant second behind Cunny Gree. He was second last year, but Rich was on TV afterwards, and Ruby Wall said as well they thought he was flat that day. He was was an awful fall that he got on Trials Day in fairness as well yeah. so I just think he's coming in with a much better prep but as well as that for me Dean, I just think he falls up over the line in this um, I don't think it's that he doesn't stay three and a quarter miles I think he doesn't stay as well as top top class horses do um, I think the likes of Don Cossack and Cunny Green these horses and they're not they, there this year exactly he, he doesn't have any proper for me um, horse in their prime who are are taking him on you know like just the thought of no, sizing John winning a gold cup uh, scares me. It really does. I mean, for me, potentially in the race, the, the unexposed one has to be Champagne West. Yeah, 100%. Really well, yeah, I mean, if you look at handicap performances yeah. like Native River has put in, Champagne's West was a far more first impressive career. performance career, of a massive mark, and he just demolished the field. Mm. I don't think Native River's done that. He looks like he's demolished the mid race or towards the end of the race, and then he gets reeled back. So. Jack Adam won his Taisi's chase of 145 by a mile. And Champagne West did it for me more impressively, Dave. Yeah, I thought it was a better field. And 154, he beat Richello yeah. Conti. I mean, that's I mean, he's a proper Grand National contender. Yeah. And he beat him comfortably. Yeah. And he uh, did it in the style of a horse that is a Grade One horse. That's, that's exactly. how he won a hand. Absolutely. Yeah. That's how he did it. And Native River hasn't done that this year. He no. hasn't won a Grade One like a or he hasn't won a handicap like a Grade One horse. No. He's won it like a very good handicapper. Um. So the only way I see Native River being a three to one poke is if it's heavy ground, and um, that's why I need that price is a joke and I just think by again as the key phrase of this podcast so far has been the process of elimination and Jack Adam for me just like Boover there just like it's a safe option at 11 Moon Race here you know 11 to 2 is Champagne a decent each way it's probably the, the value of 20 to 1 Champagne West looks tasty yeah, at each way he's a dark one yeah does yeah. Um, couldn't jump for Villa Hobbs Henry de Bromhead's given it the Whatever he does to them, as he does with all the whatever he's done to it, it now realises that fences are there to be pinged, and he pinged. As we said to David Mullins, remember when he was on the podcast, and all David Mullins said was, "Whatever he does, they're all on springs, yeah. and they are like just yeah. he turns these horses inside out, and they jump like nothing, like they're unbelievable." Yeah. And he he's had his best season ever this year, prize money wise. Yeah. And um, the light of Henry de Bromhead, it could have been a really bad year for him, but he's hit the ground running, and uh, they're it's no wonder when he's turning horses inside out like this okay then we're going to move on to um, what's coming up this weekend it's a big uh, weekend for our hosts here at Betbright because they're a sponsor the big race at Kempton the Betbright Handicap Chaser we'll definitely take a look at that and they're also launching the Betbright Cup which is back for this Cheltenham 2017 so that will be good for them let's talk about some of the races that are on that Kempton card uh, we already touched on Charlie Parks he'll go in the Adonis traditionally the last um Hurrah for any horse want to go and see the Triumph. Sometimes a horse pitches up in it first time and goes to the Triumph. I think he did that with Zarkanda. Um, yeah, he did actually. But Charlie Parks pitches up in it and actually might end up in the Supreme. He's got a bit of a penalty kick on, we think, this weekend. It is. I think it's the right call to bring him out again, um, just so you can get that final call. If he absolutely slams them into the floor, that's when you start thinking about the Supreme. If he falls in, then... I mean, you're looking at the next two in the race, and Eden Hush is going straight to his, his bypassing Chatham and going straight to Aintree, and then Master Blue Eyes is King's uh, horse in the Triumph. And so, the Fred Winter nearly, he's uh, under 33, isn't he? 
Yeah. Well, you think if he runs even second here, he's out of that yeah. contest. And yeah, Charlie Parks comfortably beat him at Kempton, giving him five pounds, yeah. and won so comfortably from Master Blue Eyes that you just it's it's hard to see where the danger is going to come to him in here. All we're really seeing is timing clocks and how well he travels. Yeah, I think he'll win easily. Yeah, so do I. Yep, hundred percent. Okay, what about the Pendle Novices Chase? Let's take a look at that because different gravy tops the market there. Froden is back for more. That's had a busy campaign, even though he had a break uh, at one point. So he had a fall, didn't he? So he had to have a little break. Hey, I think Froden's interesting. I like different gravy though as well. I like different gravy, but, uh, but Froden, he's top rated at the race and yet he's getting rated as a five-year-old. And I think the conditions of the race suit him. I, it's not a race I've looked at in too much depth, but... Uh, if the ground is good, I think uh, one of the improvers off a of mark uh, 140, the Venetia Williams one, unusual for her to look at a horse for good ground. But Sandy Man, you'd, uh, I think, will come into it. But at the moment, I'd go with Froden at 3 to 1. I think he looks yep. yeah. the one to beat. It was my shout, too. I was very impressed with him earlier on when he took that big handicap chase after you know, finding it all a little bit too much and making a mistake in the previous handicap chase at Channel he's an, he's an exciting horse. He gets all, everything in his favour this time round. Paul Nichols has won four of the last seven of these races also, so Tells it's, uh, you, you know, he, um, yeah, I went Frodon as well. I just yeah. think by the, again, the process of elimination, you fall on him, a different gravy at six to four is not a horse I want to touch well, at those you, prices. If you can't eliminate horses, you can't have a bet in the race, so happy enough to get down to Froden. Uh, let's talk about the Bet Bright Handicap Chase because... I think there's a really interesting runner in here. The top of the market is Double Shuffle along with Irish Saint. Three Musketeers is back for a bit more after it came good the last day. Um, some very nice types in Viva Steve and Theatre Guide. I think Irish Saint is... Uh, very well handicapped. Yeah. I, I'm liking the opportunity that he's got here. Yeah, um, I like him, but the one I actually fell on was a much older horse, uh, Trio Dal N at uh, 144 he's 11 pound higher than so we're going to say he's 144 <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's 16 to 1 I just saw a very big price for a horse who's been brought down the handicap an awful lot after two bad runs uh, he tends to improve at this time of the year it was this time last year he uh, he won unbelievably well and went straight to the national after it uh, he beat wishful thinking that day by, uh, by 69 lengths um, he's a really really good horse on his day he's 10 years old now I'll, I'll completely grant it that a young improver like Irish Saint could take him, but if the rest of them don't go, Nicky Henderson is very good at bringing these horses back. He's been confirmed today for, as a runner in it. He's 11 pounds higher than when he ran in the Grand National, or 11 pounds lower than when he ran in the Grand National. And I think Dean, he's absolutely every chance if he's back to 100% and 16 to one is too big for me. I assume he's in the Grand National. He's in the Grand National. Might struggle to get in off 144 though, would he? Um, he'd be very we're out on the cusp wouldn't yeah, he yeah. so there's you know often you see a horse get his weight for the Grand National and suddenly spring back to life but I'm not sure his two previous runs would suggest they were only looking for handicap marks oh no 100% so not yeah. I'm not yeah I'm not keen Irish Saint Dave okay uh, yeah it's well handicapped but then you can look at another one there Cocktails at Dawn yeah another that's had a couple of bad runs but then if we want to go back uh, to over a year ago and he's given eight pounds and absolutely hammered Native River and Black Line. Yeah. Over two three. It's in the book. Uh, he what you call it? He lost it's his way. But I have a funny feeling if he's back up to three miles now, if he puts in a clear round, I think he's overpriced to sixteen to one. You're taking a chance that he is back to his best. 
but uh, Stabler on form, I, I, you'd have to give him a little squeak. Outside of him, I think double shuffle, course and distance winner here on the 27th of December uh, for Tom George. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was a really decent run, got into a nice rhythm, and I think he's a deserved favourite. Okay. I think he's one to beat, but Cocktails at Dawn is interesting if any money comes from Two big prices shouted out there by the lads. There is a big race on at Newcastle as well, the Ida Chase. Um, we talked about Native River only just clawing away and knocking Raz de Marie into second place. He tops the market along with Shotgun Paddy for the Ida. A race you like punting in? No, uh, not particularly. <laughs> um, it's uh, look, it can be a proper. Attrition. Northern racing is good, but this this is a properly hard hard race. Um, like Gavin Cromwell's done some job with Raz de Marie. Gavin Cromwell is a fantastic trainer. He's brilliant. Clearly, uh, he clearly. really should get a lot more horses than he does. I mean, Rosemary has prior form. He won uh, Cork National for Desi Hughes when Desi Hughes had him. Uh, uh, he's a good horse, really good horse, but um, uh, I just... He looked to have enough weight himself. And, uh, yeah, the, the, you know, like... The two Irish horses looked to have enough weight, although they've got solid form in the book. Like the horse last year won this off nine... 913 for for Murta. Um it's normally so attritional like yeah you just if you start going down the lower weights and Alto de Mott uh, has to have a serious shot there Alto de Mott yeah, yeah have a serious shot off that weight absolutely massive shout and the one I was looking at as well was um, the one I probably will end up backing in the race was Rose Blanc for uh, for Kerry Lee I was uh, coming to that yeah, yeah. Runs off 130, only three pounds higher than winning the classic chase that time, um, and I just think there's an awful lot more to this horse. He won't be stopping uh, three pounds higher than that win that day. He, he was very good that day. Uh, her horses are actually running well lately as well. There's and um, so I got ten in this. You could really make a good case for. I'd yeah, not be nature of the race. Uh, well, top of the market, uh, eight to one. So I think that's fair. Or if they all came last, like you just wouldn't yeah, be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. No, yeah. it's not a race I'll have a bet in. No, I will probably will end up back in Bruce Blanc, but uh, I'll wait and see if he's running. To be fair, first, big, to be honest, big fan of Kerry Lee, and I think Bruce Blanc is the one I would side with as well. I agree. I think the Irish horse has got plenty on, but attritional stuff. There's no doubt about that. Um, did I hear that Nicky Henderson said that there's a horse back that we might have all forgot about called Peace and Co. Is running in the Imperial Cup. Uh, not a race I actually looked into with all that much detail. No. Um, but uh, I think Nicky told you everything you need to know. Apparently, he said it's the first time in his life that they managed to get head collars on him, and they, yeah, he said he's calmed down an awful lot. If Peasingo was calmed down, he's a handicap snip. <laughs> and uh, but I let him run. I it's not. You'd like to see the first run. I'll be happy to let him win, even if he won by twenty lengths. I wouldn't be devastated that I didn't back him. He's um, going to be seriously bet now. You know, like I had over bet. I napped him that year for Cheltenham when he won in the in the triumph uh, he's just been mental ever since and uh, your only winner that year Dem- my own my nap and my only winner at the whole festival of uh, 28 races have you had a winner yet on this podcast Dean no <laughs> we're, we're even so Alicia Nat it's all about the change with the Queen Mother and Duvan <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I'm, I'm certain to get only one. weeks away <laughs> <laughs> Starting to get one this week uh, because I've uh, I've picked an absolute stonker that will win. So, well, we let you lead with that. No, no, I I don't lead. I'm the host. I I, I push questions. The other <laughs> way so, uh, Demo, you're first for the lap, please, this weekend. Um, I there's a few runners as well, Dean, that I'd be quite interested in. Uh, first of all, the Nerea's Oboe goes at Ferry House on Saturday with a view to running in the Fred Winter. They want to get her a mark. Um, and also any second now potentially rocks up in the uh, grade 2 uh, novice hurdle he's a horse really excited about I think 
James McMahon is suddenly looks like he's a really good string in his hand, hands. Um, he always does, but this year looks potentially like his novices, uh, the likes of Bouvard there, etc. He just has a really good uh, few horses coming together. This horse, really interested to look at him because him and uh, Sutton Place are going to be my two real horses that, that I'm looking forward to next year. The elbow's last run, if you look at it. Yeah, she ran a huge race. But it's... The way she, she got back into the race after making a mistake at the second last. She yeah. really should have put her. Should have finished her run. She really. Yeah. And I, I was just very impressed. But unfortunately, I think that's going to be reflected her price on Saturday. But it will, of course. Um, and I'm not going to nap her at all. But um, we're I'm just interested in her running. We're she's not one of the crack mom. She's one of the other. We're not going to crack mom territory. Uh, but the no, my nap of the weekend, Dean. Whew, these are a few weeks when I nearly take a sabbatical. Being honest. No. Uh, no, alright, uh, I will nap, uh, I'll nap three of the lane. Uh, at 16 to Proper one. price. Yes. 16 yeah. to oh, one. Go on, I'll go down. As double shuffled as it's both. Look, Irish Saint uh, will win that race, so unlucky chaps. But the nap of the weekend that everyone should get on is that Capitaine. Really? Yeah. Finian's Oscar is a monster. I know another race didn't go to plan when it ran in the Tollworth and maybe made a mistake or two. I still thought it ran a race. In a weird way, Finian's Oscar kind of needs Capitaine to win, doesn't he? Just no. For the, I don't, yeah. Just for his backers. More I know than exactly anything. what you mean. But yeah, Finian, just for his backers more than anything. Like Finian's Oscar is still a tank and Capitaine will run away with that at the weekend. So my nap run will be broken. I, I was expecting some 12 to 1 shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, shot. no. 11 to 4 shots. We're delivered yeah. to Paul Dickel's favourite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite happy to give you a few big He's panicking horses. now, David Seek. Not at all. Not at all. He quite can't relaxed. tip a wheelbarrow at the moment. Quite relaxed. My naps are getting shorter. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a 94 year old sticking your neck out. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've given you some longer priced horses. Like, you know, I don't yeah, really they've do all lost, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, lads. This was the Race Hour podcast. Uh, Dermot Nolan, Dave McGurr, and Dean Ryan all brought to you with our hosts at BetBright. Thanks very much to um, Paddy Mullins as well for taking some time out to join us. And we'll do it all again next week when my nap run will be broken. Thanks. How's that? Cheers. <laughs>